All right, Get Real with Lisa Crown podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today, everybody. The topic today that I'm gonna be diving into is called Your Body Talks. Well, I don't wanna do this podcast alone because I wanna talk to somebody who is more educated, more in the know, spends time and, and effort and energy and is read and oh my God, just a brilliant mind. Today, I have a very special guest joining me to walk through your body talks. Kim Filia, she is uh, my boss's wife. So thank you so much for being here today. Um, I love picking your brain and hearing about your life experiences with how your body spoke to you and you listened and you did something about it. And I'm going to ask you a couple questions today and we're going to dive into this. And before I do and introduce Kim and really roll you out, I wanted to say this is really near and dear to my heart, Kim. This is something that I have wanted to do since I kind of started my podcast. I really want to be this voice that goes out and around to people who are experiencing some stuff health-wise, whether it be something small or it be something big, Kim, or it's someone who is um, a family member or a friend or a loved one that is going through something that is ignoring their body and ignoring the signs and not, you know, being an investigator and, and, and putting work aside or putting all the commitments as a parent aside or whatever it is that they're doing to dive in and take good care of themselves, to do the research, to get past the fear and get the answers and to find yourself in discovery. And the reason why I didn't want to do this alone is because it's nice to hear somebody else's perspective when for me, I didn't feel well when I was 25 years old and I went to the doctor and I did a series of tests. And when it came back, it was like, you have an issue. And instead of diving into my issue at 25, I was like, I don't have time to do all these blood work and do all these things and do all this stuff. And I'm fine. And I'm going to be okay. And I ignored it for a really long time. So part of me feels like, I need you to go arm in arm with me through this podcast, Kim. And I am so grateful to have you here today because I'm not an expert in this arena and I feel like I am still in discovery and it took me 15 years. So I had to wait, till I, not wait, but I chose to wait till I was 40 to get all of my answers, do all that blood work because I got worse and I didn't feel good. And I had a couple surgeries along the way and some things. And when I went and did that discovery at 40, it really taught me a life lesson that, you know, your body talks and it's our job, right? To give it that attention that it deserves and to find out what it means so that it can be healthy. So it can get back on track. So it can have some, you know, um, you know, go in the right direction with getting better or, or feeling better. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Kim. Thank you so much for being here and being here with me to walk through and help to get others to understand they're not alone, to help them with a little bit of a roadmap, to help them a little bit with some guidance and some tips and some experience, right? So they don't do what I did um, and that you can help us walk us through. So thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for, for having me on your podcast. I feel very privileged. And I, too, like you, hope that, you know, sharing our stories does motivate people to, you know, get the attention that maybe they need or a family member or a friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think what happens too, Kim, is like, we were busy. Guys, you're listening to this. You're busy, right? Thanks for making time for this podcast. Appreciate it because we're busy. We're moving and we're shaking and like, 
we have a million and one things going on. You know, it's, it's this, we wear a lot of hats and we play a lot of roles and we say yes to a lot of things. And the one thing is, are you saying yes to your own body? So my question for you kind of starting off, and we're going to both kind of answer these. I'm like interviewing us both, Kim, because I, I really okay. want people to see a little bit of this process because they're experiencing things that they don't know what's going on. So my first thing to you is, what were some of the starting symptoms for you? What made you think? I mean, you were an athlete, you know, you were kill, doing your thing, killing it, working busy. You're, you're got it going on, girl. What happened that made you think something's off? The first, uh, well, I had GI issues um, in, through college, but I think a lot of it was stress, uh, played basketball, volleyball. Um, and then it kind of slowly led into, when I moved to California, I, I started to get chronic sinus infections because I grew up in Connecticut. Um, and then from there, it just went to insomnia, chronic fatigue, um, you know, brain fog, massive brain fog, flu-like symptoms, phantom fevers. And I was like, what's going on? It, and, you know, I didn't understand. It's like, I, like you were saying, I'm an athlete. And I'm like, all of a sudden, it's like, I felt like I couldn't, couldn't think I couldn't be, on, I was on my feet. I couldn't work out. And I was, I was a gym rat and I'm like, something is just definitely not right. Something's wrong, you know, and I was getting chronic bronchitis and, you know, and I had walking pneumonia three times in a short period of time. Oh my God. So it was something that I knew I, I had to get answers because I didn't feel like myself and I knew what it felt like to be feel hundred percent versus, you know, someone at maybe 50% at the time. Wow. That's a lot of stuff to like experience when you've lived a life of feeling good, great, yeah. decent. Like, you know, because when you feel good, then you naturally go to the gym or work out or, you know, you know, or an athlete and you could do that and feel great in that um, and have the right energy and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting. The not, you know, just the whole not feeling well, I want you guys really to hear this, not feeling well, constantly having this chronic, I like how you use that word. That's a new word. Um, you know, that you'd have to adapt to is like feeling things over and over and over again. Mine was exhaustion and people are like, Oh my God, drink coffee. I'm exhausted too. No, this is different. Okay getting hit by a truck, feeling like you got hit by a truck. I started to lose organs, Kim. Like I lost my spleen. I lost my appendix. Um, I don't have a uterus. Like my organs started to be compromised. I also was losing chunks of hair at a time. I would take, did you go through that with your hair? I'm losing my hair right now. Oh God. Yeah. See, and this it's not was, fun. it's not fun. <laughs> It's enough, uh, let me tell you, and in the, by the chunks. So then there's a part that's going, okay, that's weird. So you know what I would do, Kim, is I would go to like a hair specialist. That's where I made some of my mistakes was like, okay, I'm having some hair follicle issues, right? Not even thinking. And you know, what's sad is that the hair person doesn't think to say, you need to go speak to so-and-so. I had some brain fog issues and I just thought to myself, well, I've been under anesthesia a lot. So, so you start to justify. Yep. These things and these symptoms and these feelings. And a big, big thing was GI issues for a very, very long time and um, could not at all put it all together. And then some pain. Did you go through pain through your discovery before you found things out? You uh, minor, minor joint pains. Okay. Um, and then later uh, when I was diagnosed with mast cell, um, I did have, and I do have pain. Um, but 
we could get to that later of how I yeah. managed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that was something is like, I started to feel some aches and pains and then, you know, it's just like, you really, I did, I kept chalking it to other stuff. I worked out too hard. I'm tired. I, I'm, you know, whatever, I'm going to be fine. I'll get a massage. I'll take a hot bath. Like I just, I started to remedy it myself. I started to make justifications for it. Right. So my question to you is how long after did you start to see, you know, someone, when did it really hit you? Like, I'm going to go. And who did you go to? I first saw an allergist. So I moved to California mm. at 22 and it was very shortly afterwards. I started to suffer from chronic sinus infections. And when I mean chronic, I mean like every month, like I just was getting infection after infection and I didn't understand why. So I saw an allergist. And so, you know, back then it was like, they would just throw antibiotics at you. Okay. Today we know that's not necessarily the best route of action or course of action. You need to address the underlying issue. And so, um, you know, then I, I eventually saw a rheumatologist, um, just because I started having the brain fog and the chronic fatigue and they diagnosed me with chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. And so I know now that those are just two kind of large groups that, you know, doctors tend to blanket things into just because, you know, it sounds good <laughs> and they have a, a sort of an answer for you. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. So the, um, for me, I went to a few different doctors. That's what I was saying. If you guys notice that you go to different people and they don't all weave in together in a way, or they're not suggesting, like I went to an endocrinologist. That's where I got referred to. And when I went there, the guy looked at all my symptoms and he was like, you need a rheumatologist. So that's when at 25, I went, I did the ANA blood test. It was like 18 vials of blood came. I thought I was going to die on the table. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I was so nervous anyway. And it came back. She's like, whoa, your ANA is really high at 25. I was like, what does that mean? Am I going to die? She's like, um, you need to do a little bit more. I need to do different testing. And I got to tell you guys scared me one and two. I'm very, I was very busy. And I was like, you know what? I'll do it later. And I'm embarrassed to say this, this is why I wasn't going to do this alone. I, this is embarrassing. And that those that are brushing their health issues under the rug and blowing it off 15 years later with 15 years of a struggle of surgeries. And I couldn't figure out why of not feeling good of antibiotics of, of chalking it up to it's just this, but it's not all that wasn't worth it. And then when I was 40, actually, when I was 40, right around my birthday, um, a gal put a post up Kim on Facebook and she was like, so I'm done trying to mask my problems. I have, and she had this autoimmune disease and she wrote a list of her symptoms. And she goes, if you feel any of these things, this is just a person that I coach. If you feel any of these things, um, you need to go see a rheumatologist straight up, put it on the post. And I swear, I thought she was talking to me. I was like, check, 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 check. I go, oh my word, something's wrong. So Thank you to that client of mine who really did inspire me. And I went to the rheumatologist and they said, you are 100% positive for Sjogren's syndrome. So that's what I had. And I feel like I did have it for quite some time. So your first discovery was what? What did you have first that you discovered? Did you say, was it mast cell or was it something else? 
Well, my first discovery was, well, they thought I had lupus. When I saw the rheumatologist, they did the ANAs. And okay. so it came back um, positive, but sporadically. And so they thought I had lupus. And so that was the, that was really the first discovery. And then it wasn't until maybe two or three years later, I learned that I actually had Lyme disease. So oh. it, because some of, a lot of the symptoms fall into different categories. And so, yeah. you know, it's like, oh yeah, lupus. Okay. It makes sense. Joint pain, brain fog, you know, so on and so forth, but it didn't explain everything. And so, and then when it kept getting worse and not better after seeing the rheumatologist, that's when it kind of struck me that, okay, maybe I'm going in the wrong direction and I really need to go find someone that, you know, can tell me what's going on. And, you know, you, you put your nose in the books and you're trying to educate yourself because that, to me, I mean, you're your own best advocate. Mm -hmm. And so trying to understand because you know your own body, no one else knows it like you do. And so if, if like you were saying before, if, when you start not feeling well, you know, sometimes, yeah, you tend to put it off because it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm fine. It, it, it'll, it'll pass. But then when it doesn't, it's like, that's what pushes you to really seek and find answers because you know, something's just not right. And, you know, doing that and finding out that I actually had Lyme and then I discovered at the same time I have Hashimoto's, which is a hypothyroid. Yeah. And I, my hormones were completely imbalanced. So it, it, I learned a lot all at one time and the doctor told me straight up, she's like, okay, you're really sick. You know, she's yeah. like, we need, we need to get you back on a path where we can get you feeling better. And she herself was going through Lyme at the time. So she was going through her treatments. So she knew exactly what you were feeling. What, what is Lyme that, that I'm not totally familiar with. And I know someone who had it and she was bedridden, uh, my friend's daughter. And I don't know as much details about it, but I'd love to share with the people. What is Lyme? Sure. So Lyme disease. So it's, it's it, basically, I got it from a tick. Um, I was bitten at the age of seven. And I didn't know this until after I learned that I actually had Lyme disease and through a Western blot test, which is a blood test, 31 vials. Um, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You, you, you learn what you have and the co-infections with it. So Bartonella, Babesia, and it impacts people in different ways. And so for me, I was bitten on the stomach. I had a bullseye rash, my parents remember, but I was, it was back in the seventies at that time. Um, oh. And so they didn't know what to do. They thought maybe it was a spider. And, you know, I had flu-like symptoms for a couple of weeks. I remember looking back, I remember being very sick and not understanding what it was. I don't necessarily remember the bullseye rash. Um, but it is something that impacts people again in different ways. And for me, I'm learning, you know, I've, I've learned today that it, it more, it's impacting me more through my GI system. Um, where other people that I know um, in the clinic that I go to that were bit like anywhere in the head, they have more neurological symptoms. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And then there was a gentleman at, um, when I first was diagnosed who, uh, who had severe neurological symptoms where he basically couldn't walk for 16 years. And then he finally discovered what it was. And so when you have it over a long course of time, it's actually considered a chronic, it's chronic Lyme disease. You'll never be able to get rid of it. So, and then people that actually get bit by a tick today, if they get, you know, their antibiotics within 30 days, you know, typically they can nip it at the bud and then their body just resolves the issue and they, they move forward. But because I was bitten and there was 40 years that went by, um, you know, my body is fighting that every single day, you know, so it's something that's active in my system. And so the co-infections, it's just 
you know, it's more of a viral load than anything. And so my organs work over time, my immune systems and, you know, constant go mode. I love how you talk about the tick story because I bet you anything, someone listening got bit by a tick and things are coming together for them right now. Or if you do get bit, the fact that you can kick it by getting those proper antibiotics within 30 days. Like I can't tell you how many people get bit or get stung or get something like, it'll be fine. Like you have no idea what it just injected you with. Like to, you do want to get, get that checked. Absolutely. And I didn't even know that. Like if you get bit by a tick that you can, you know, you should get the antibiotics for it, which will, you know, fight it off. So you don't have that chronic thing. So not everyone who gets bit by a tick is Lyme disease. It just happened to give it to you. Right. Right. It was a deer tick that was carrying Lyme. And I grew up in the woods and my grandfather had three and a half acres. He lived across the street. We had an acre and a half. So, you know, we were out playing in the woods all the time. <laughs> deer tick from a deer. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, well, I know people are listening right now and want some advice, you know, if they're not feeling well or they're confusing it with stress, or maybe they feel like they've had some issues for years and years and didn't progress, but, or maybe it did progress when they know someone who does, what advice do you have for someone right now? Who's kind of blowing off their body and not listening to what it's saying. My advice would be go and get it checked out. I mean, what's the worst case scenario that you're all right right? There's nothing wrong. I mean, that's, you know, that's again, the best case scenario. Um, but if you're not feeling well, your body's been trying to tell you something, listen, you know, and whether it be through, you know, research, and I'm not telling you to believe everything that you read online. I mean, you have to read multiple articles by, you know, uh, well-established people, mm -hmm. um, or, or credible people. Um, you know, but, books there's many books out there too again symptoms there's crossovers between what it can be what it can't be you know but educate yourself enough where if you go see a doctor you can actually have a discussion with them and just be like well no you know this i felt this way for so long or even journaling you know it journal how you feel every day and if it's something that's consistent and you can see a pattern i mean even that will help it when you go speak to a doctor you know because i'll tell you if you you know, when I first started about 10, 15 years ago, feeling ill, um, you know, everyone kept saying, well, you don't look sick. You know, you look, you look fine. You know, are you sure there's something going on? And it's like, again, I know my body. I was an athlete. You know, I knew when I started to dip and I didn't feel well, it's like, okay, I have no energy. It's like, I can't sleep at night. It's like, I can't think, you know, something's going on. This is not normal. Yeah, I, that is excellent advice. The journaling is huge. That came so much later for me in my life and I'm regretful because now when I go to different doctors or specialists or talk to different people, they ask such great questions that really were to help them understand. Like I actually, I've got an appointment in April to go to a two day wellness check through the Mayo Clinic to really take my whole case for all these years. I feel like, wow, now that I've come into discovery, I am so so interested and so fascinated. Like I have loved our talks, Kim, and getting to know like your process and journey and the different people you've talked to and the different treatments that you're doing. It sparked something in me where I reached out to my rheumatologist and saying, Hey, you know, um, 
still so tired? Do you think I need to do some of the IV stuff? And do you need, you know, so it's so helpful. So thank you so much for that. And I just really feel like my advice too, is definitely journaling because that's something missing as I'm here later talking to different specialists too, to discover more and more about like Sjogren's syndrome. And there's different levels of Sjogren's, um, you know, I'm testing negative for the organ Sjogren's, but yet my body reacts like I have that one. So just doing these different, um, you know, discoveries. The other thing is feel when you get answers and it doesn't click for you, then keep, keep going a little bit. Right. I feel there's rheumatologists out there that don't know anything about Sjogren's syndrome. The guy that I'm going to, he wrote 13 books about Sjogren's syndrome. I did so much research in that autoimmune disease. I thought, I actually thought he lived in London. I was going to see if he could zoom, but no, it turns out he actually is in California. Um, and so I was able to see him and stuff. And it was really fascinating because he knows so much about the disease. And I'm sure Kim through your 10 or 15 years, I'm sure you sat with someone that was like, mm, he doesn't know it almost as much as I know. You know, I know more than he does, you know, you have to be sitting there thinking that because I felt that way and I don't know enough, you know? Um, so find someone that you click with that you really feel like you're getting answers. And the other thing too, is your, your treatments, the things you're choosing to say yes to, to do for your body that you are feeling progress and you are feeling better and you're trying different things. I am Kim. I have lived my life. Like don't take anything. And you know, if I have a headache, um, if I had a headache, I wouldn't take Tylenol. You know, I don't love putting stuff in the body because I just, was one of those people, you know, now I've learned, take these things. It's okay. I mean, I've been on hydroxychloroquine, you know, the whole thing for COVID, they said that medicine I've been on it for <clears throat> three years now. Um, and it does help me in some of these places. I need these tools. I need these treatments because feeling better and being able to be effective as a mom and a coach and a wife and all those things matter to me. I would want, I want you to learn from my mistakes. I just didn't give it enough of attention. And truly you only get one you, you yes, know? Right. And when your body talks, it's talking for a reason because it's the only way it can communicate with you by giving you these symptoms. They are not there for nothing. For example, my sister's friend, Kim, um, he hasn't felt well in about six months, six months, eight months. He's got a little yellow tone to him. And it was like a bit of a gray tone and it was nauseous. And then he would throw up profusely and constantly dizzy. And he would drink a lot of water and he was so busy with his two big companies he's running. And he's like, it's fine. I throw up and I actually feel better. Okay. Excuse me. But like throwing up is not, and then I feel better a, a way of life over an eight month period. Um, and finally he was in a ball and his wife drug him to the hospital to turns out that he had 3% of his kidney working. He was in kidney failure. So your body talks it's for a definite reason. So let me ask you this, your first steps for discovery. Um, were you really adamant about discovering about the treatment or getting more educated about what they were saying that you had, like, what was your next turn? Where did you go next? I wanted to find out what my root cause was. Like, what was the root cause? Because I mean, you know, you put, you put um, band-aids on the minor symptoms, but what was causing all of it? And so, you know, that's when I learned about Lyme disease, the Hashimoto's, um, but then also it's like, I look back and mold, mold was a huge issue for me mm -hmm. and mold, 
really exasperated all of my symptoms. I lived in an apartment for five years and it had mold in it. And my, my, my really good friend detected it. She's just like, God, you smell that musty smell. And I was like, oh, yeah. And I di didn't register with me because I had just moved in. And she's like, that's mold. I guarantee anything. And so it took me a little bit of prompting to get the landlord to act actually take a look at it. It was in my bathroom. And I got a letter from my allergist at the time too, saying that my client is suffering from chronic sinus infections. You know, I think there might be a mold issue in the apartment. And so basically it was a letter for me in case I needed to take any, you know, uh, any further measures. Um, and it ended up being where there was a leak behind the shower. And so they had to fix it. So there was mold. And so because of that, it really impacted my system. And it's one of the things that I've learned today that mold stays with you. And so if you have other conditions like Lyme or Hashimoto's or other autoimmune disorders, mold is the first thing that you need to get rid of and it's hard to get rid of it, you know? So, you know, and doctors will tell you exactly what the protocol is for that. There's supplements, there's, you know, infrared saunas, there's, um, you know, chelation for, for heavy toxins, which I did get tested for as well, which I had. Um, but coffee enemas to help with mold. I know that's not, doesn't sound too pleasing, but I mean, they actually work. <laughs> they, work. they actually work with cancer patients too, I hear. Yeah, because you have to detox your body and you have to eliminate the stuff that your body just can't deal with anymore because your immune system gets overwhelmed over time. And so then it doesn't know what to do with all the toxins that are sitting in your system. And so it just weighs you down, you know? And so once you can correct that, and I think that's what helped me throughout the years is the supplements. I was on a heavy supplement protocol for Lyme. It put me in a remission and it helped me with my Hashimoto's. I was off of thyroid medication for a while. Um, you know, we treated some of the old mass mold aspect with infrared saunas, the coffee enemas, different types of supplements mm -hmm. and colloidal silver. I love it. It's done wonders for me as far as helping with mold. Um, in that's my, in a my, supplement in my, it's a, it's a spray. And then there's a, um, it's a nose spray. And so it, it's, well, our Gentin is actually the better brand, um, okay. but again, consult your doctors. Uh, but that's really helped. But that has really shed some light on to why I ended up with mast cell activation syndrome. Okay. So that is where they're a form of white blood cells that go haywire and everybody has them. Um, it's just that mine went a little bit crazy because I have an overload in my immune system. Mm -hmm. Wow. That um, mast cell, that one is... That's, that's the, that's why we're keeping you home for COVID, right? That one's the real one. That's the one that can kill me even with the flu. Yeah. 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 That's so interesting, you know, and to know that information and be more proactive and making better choices in your life because you are, because you know what it is, is, is a, could be a lifesaver, you know, yes. mm -hmm. crazy. You said something that sparked something in my head and you said, get to the root of the why, which I really loved because some people have things and then they just go on with it. So I felt the same way and I hired an autoimmune nutritionist, not because I need to lose weight and da, da, da. not that it was, why do I have this autoimmune? Could food play a role? 
So she sent me out a kit with her doctor. So she's attached to a doctor's office. They sent me out this huge kit. I did this full blood work piece panel, sent it back to them. They ran it and they said, I am EpiPen level allergic to milk, cheese, anything, cream, dairy, whipped cream, sour cream, any of that stuff that I've been eating and indulging in for 40 years, Kim. And I do believe a big, strong piece for me was a lot of stress because I was a workaholic for many, many years. And then uh, eating all the foods that my body is 100% against. She said, EpiPen, like shock level 10, you know, there's nothing higher than a 10 and it was 10 in all of those categories. So I have been dairy free now for March will be four years. I haven't had any dairy um, and have my body actually feels so much better. I can't even believe it. I can't even believe it. And I am so grateful to my nutritionist. And if anybody needs one, she works via zoom. Her name's Megan. She's amazing. Just all of her tips and tricks and all the things she had me do because she's so educated in the autoimmune realm was a, a huge takeaway. So that was really big. Um, I do want us to give them a little bit of a roadmap today about some nuggets for living a healthier life. So what are some strategic steps that they could do to, to live a healthier life? Well, as you just mentioned food, I mean, diet plays a, a key role in, you know, obviously uh, maintaining a healthy lifestyle, um, reducing stress. So, you know, I, I understand in the world, especially that we live in today, um, there is a lot of stress, you know, between work and work-life balance, right? Um, what do you do to relieve stress? Like, what are some tips there? Some of the things that I do to re reduce stress are meditation. So I picked that up in the past two years and I use the Calm app, you know, um, in the morning and at night. Um, we also, we purchased the mirror. Well, I purchased the mirror for my wife for her birthday and they have yoga meditation classes there. Just the breathing aspect of things alone calms your nervous system and your nervous system and your immune system go hand in hand. So you know, for someone that has chronic illness, mm -hmm. you're stuck in a fight or flight mode. And so it's a matter of calming that down and going back into his par the parasympath parasympathetic nervous system yeah. and resting so that you can heal, so that you can digest your foods properly and so that you can feel better and sleep, getting a good night's sleep. I mean, you can't say enough how important that is for you to get a good night's sleep. Are you sleeping better these days? I am. I am sleeping better these days. Yes. Sleep is ginormous a part of this piece. I'm so glad you said that because I have to tell you that is something we cannot not listen our bodies on. You know, mm -hmm. when you're feeling that exhaustion or if you're having insomnia, you need to speak to your doctor. Sorry, go on. I'm so excited that you guys got the mirror. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> what else? What else? Relax. Anything else that you want to add to that? Well, no, I'm just going to say, you know, supplements. I've been on a really good supplement routine or regimen for about six, six years. Nice. And it's done wonders for me. It put me in remission with my Lyme disease, which is huge. Um, I do have reactivated EBV, so it does help regulate that as well. Um, but then just, you know, because of my chronic illnesses with mast cell, I'm on a very limited diet. I need the supplements for nutrition. So for me, it's, you know, it, it's what keeps me alive. Mm -hmm. What yeah. kind of supplements? Uh, not all of them. Just throw a few that re you really like. Well, the ones that are most important, especially right now, are like, you know, the zinc, the daily zinc. Yes. Um, 
uh, vitamin D3 with K2. Okay. Um, I take the omega-369. How much vitamin D are you doing a day? I do 10,000. So do I. My understanding is once you hit or turn 40, it's very important that you actually increase the dosage because we tend not to get enough vitamin D. And so usually 10,000 I use per day is what, what I do. do. Yes. Okay. I was curious about that. Anyone else? Any other ones that stand out to you? Um, uh, take B Restore. I do take a daily vitamin. Me too. Me too. I take L-carnitin, um, L-glutamine supplements because I need it for my system with mast cell. Um, I take extra branched chain amino acids. Uh, I, I take hemp protein powder um, just for the inflammation the anti-inflammatory properties that it has. Do you do any um, of the CBD like lotions at all? Have you tried those? I don't, I did try CBD back in the day, but now with, since my mast cell flared, um, it, I, I have a little bit of an issue with the oil itself, but the hemp okay. seed powder or seeds, okay. I, I can digest. Oh, okay. And I don't have a reaction to them. Okay. I've had to use it for my joint, my joint pain. I've used, I grab a little, it's 30 seconds or 60 seconds you know, in the area. And that's, it's helped me for a better night's sleep. I love that you talked about stress. People don't realize, I think stress is the number one killer in the U S ultimately yes. what it came down to. And then the stress is also that trigger to trigger up your immune system to go haywire. And that is something, especially in coaching that I do and work with my clients so intently on um, just making better choices in their life. It's a lot about like the mindset and some of the stuff that we add on that's not necessary. And some of our overthinking, like some of us create problems that don't even exist, which adds on this level of stress. And I love how you said you meditate in the morning and night. I think I'm going to try that. I just meditate in the morning to get the mind as clear, as relaxed as possible. But I really feel like I need to do it at night. That was a really great tip. Thank you for that. A couple more that I'm going to add is if you can work out, work out, if you're healthy enough, do it. Even if you walk the perimeter of your own house inside, because with this whole shutdown lockdown, you can't even go outside now. I don't know. In some towns walk inside your house, you can walk or march in place. You can run in place. You can, you know, stretch, you could do yoga. You can do the Peloton. I got the Peloton, Kim. It's rad. It's got that same kind of a meditation. You could do stretching. You could do yoga. It has all these different things on it. So I've been having a real great field day, you know, um, with doing it to the best of my ability. Do I work out the way I used to? No. Does it make me feel a little deflated and defeated. Yes. I used to be so much stronger. And I, you know, I went on the Peloton when it first came, it was like, I, I nearly fell off the dang thing. Like, okay, what am I doing wrong? And I went to the beginner classes. I used to ride spin all the time. I had such, here's a funny, just a sidebar thing, but I sold my house last year, Kim. And the guy wrote full price offer. Plus I want your spin bike. How funny is that? Like I had a rad spin bike and I used to spin. So when I went back on, um, I just, I'm not as strong as I used to be, you know, I'm totally okay. I think a lot of it is giving your body the grace. I mean, I'm, I, you know, I just wasn't as comfortable being someone who was like, oh, I have Sjogren's syndrome and here I am and da, da, da. I, part of me like hid from it a little bit and felt a little bit, you know, just, I felt a little disappointed, deflated from my body a little bit. And I feel like through the years, I've really come to say, it's okay, body, you know, we're going to get through this and you didn't let me down and really educating myself on it made me feel more empowered and stronger about it, you know? And so 
nuggets for a healthier life is I feel about how do you feel? You know, you have done some really cool stuff for your body, Kim, that have been inspiring to me with some of the treatments that you've done and certain things that you've, some of the treatments that you've done and certain things that you have, um, um, gotten involved in. You've done some like acupuncture and some, um, IV I have, I'm on a Sjogren site and a lot of the people do the IVs there and that they feel so much better. And without it, they would be like, it wouldn't be good, you know? So just some of that stuff. And I just, I, we, we wanted to get on this podcast today and, you know, spread the word that listen to your body, take good care of it. Self-love is, is, is what 2021 is about. In my opinion, taking care of ourselves, listening, you know, educating ourselves, going to that appointment. I don't care if the doctor has to see you on zoom, book it, go. And, you know, reach out to me. I'd love to share the success stories to Kim that if one person is listening to this today, Kim, and they go, I got to call my doctor. Then, then that was our purpose today on this is to inspire one person. So if you're that one, uh, email me, hit me up, private message me, reach out. I want to know and connect. And before we hang up today, Kim, I have one last uh, bonus question for you. One last bonus question. And that is in life, Kim, in life, what do you know for sure? I know that I'm going to do anything possible to have a somewhat normal life. That's what I know for sure that I'm never going to give up because I can control what I can control. That's right. Oh, I love that. Give me the chills. That gave me the chills. I love that so much. We can only control. We can control. And to me, living a healthier life and a better life and being a better you is by you're absolutely right as much normalcy and fight in us as we possibly can because we deserve to be happy we deserve to be healthy and we deserve to max out this in my opinion short life that we get to live and we get to live it to the fullest kim thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your words of wisdom and dropping some nuggets for us and and for our listeners it really really means a lot to me and i wish you good health and stay inside and (laughs) be careful and um we'd love to have you back again Well, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Okay.